What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Dirty Blondes. So I'm sorry I missed last week. I was in one of my best friend's weddings a couple weekends ago, and I was traveling and recovering from all of the festivities. And then the day after I got back to Florida, I ended up getting food poisoning. So I was out of commission for a couple days, and I just really didn't have the energy to record or edit an episode. So sorry about that. All right, so this episode is going to be a little bit different than my usual episodes. Today, I'm going to be talking about the Roe versus Wade debacle that's going on. So when I started this podcast, I really didn't think that I would be necessarily covering topics like this in this capacity because I really didn't think that we would be moving backwards as a society. My goal was always to share just relatable and authentic content or stories to help my listeners either get educated or have great sex or laugh about my dating life because we all know that's a joke. But as a woman who likes to be able to do whatever the fuck she wants, I obviously have a lot of thoughts about what's going on right now. And I want to start by saying that I'm by no means a political or religious or legal expert when it comes to any of this. I'm simply just sharing my personal opinion based on information that I have gathered from various media outlets since the news has broke. So if you don't agree with my opinions I share during the episode, that's totally fine. We can agree to disagree. Now, as you all know, I have vocalized many times on this podcast that being a mother is not in the cards for me, and I've been saying that for years that I've wanted my tubes tied. So with everything going on, I called my gynecologist to discuss getting a tubal ligation. She called me back before scheduling an appointment because she wanted to understand why, since I don't have kids and I don't have any medical issues to worry about. And I explained to her that with everything going on, I simply don't like the fact that I may not have the option of an abortion should I actually need one down the road. I also reminded her that I haven't wanted kids my entire adult life and I'm single and casually dating and it's just not a path for me. So she understood my concerns and she agreed to schedule an in-person consultation with her and another doctor who would be doing the procedure. So I don't have much more information for that, but I am planning on kind of documenting it. And I will kind of go through the whole procedure start to finish once it's done uh, for those of you who are interested in getting that for yourself. And look, I'm going to be frank with you guys. I got a little emotional thinking about it. I think mostly because even though it's something that I've always said that I've wanted to do, I feel like I'm at this point in time being backed into a corner because now I need to have an actual game plan because I'm not calling the shots anymore. And I feel like time is running out. You know, I always looked at getting my tubes tied as a thing I'd eventually get around to because I'm on the pill. And if I ever accidentally got pregnant, I knew that I had the option to get an abortion if need be. And that's not to say that I ever wanted to have to get one, but it was great to know that the option was available should I need to visit that one day. But soon I might not have that option. And it's scary to sit here and think that people who don't know anything about me or even care about my well-being are just making decisions for me and on my behalf. It's absolutely ludicrous. So that's why I'm trying to get ahead of it and get this done as quickly as possible. So at least I can feel like I've gained some kind of power and control back in my life. But it's crazy though. I started going through everything in my head about the surgery, recovery, side effects, telling my parents my decision, all the conversations that I'm going to have to have with future partners in the dating world. 
And it fucking sucks. Like, it sucks that any woman has to sit here and think of some kind of plan for the future of her body so she's protected and not criminalized. And it sucks that we have to sit here and explain and justify why we do or don't want kids or why now is or isn't the right time. And that we even have to worry about this shit when it's really no one's business but our own. And for me, getting my tubes tied was a no-brainer decision. But I really feel for the women that are in their 20s and 30s who want kids but are not in a position to have them yet or are not ready to have them yet. I couldn't imagine having to decide about freezing my eggs or making a final decision about sterilization if that's not really what I wanted. Like that's that's absolutely ridiculous that women are having to think about this kind of stuff. And I think my biggest issue with the majority of what's going on is not only the complete disregard for the separation of church and state, but the fact that the politicians are reducing women to breed stock and referring to us as host bodies. That's my problem because now we're not even even we're not even being talked about like we're fucking human. I believe there are over 6 million Jewish Americans living in the United States right now. And the fact that the women in the Jewish community have to sit here and watch this unfold because they may potentially be forced into adhering to these laws and rules that are passed when it doesn't even adhere to their beliefs is unfathomable to me. The bottom line is we're supposed to have separation of church and state. One religion's ideology cannot hold every woman in this country hostage. And it's just got to stop. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. And on May 6th, the Supreme Court released an addendum to the original overturn of Roe versus Wade, saying that nearly one million women were seeking to adopt children in 2002, whereas the domestic supply of infants relinquished at birth or within the first month of life and available to be adopted had become virtually non-existent. So that that's what the addendum said. So basically, it's talking about supply and demand, okay? These motherfuckers in Congress at all levels of office do not give a fuck about women, and they don't even consider us human at this point. This isn't about saving unborn babies' lives. It's about meeting market demands because everything in America is a fucking business, okay? And let me elaborate more on what I think the bigger picture is. So a bill recently advanced in Louisiana that would redefine personhood to begin at the moment of fertilization and would allow prosecutors to charge anyone who undergoes or provides an abortion with murder. So there's lawmakers on the record saying that this bill could have unintended consequences of criminalizing miscarriages. Yes, you were hearing that correctly. Miscarriages could potentially become a felony in Louisiana, and this would all start at fertilization. And some attorneys fear that this could lead to charges against women for homicide or battery in cases of miscarriage or infertility treatments like IVF. They say that if it's passed, this bill would essentially give those cells, meaning the embryo, personhood, meaning that anything that happens to them could rise to criminal prosecution. Therefore, this would criminalize unsuccessful IVF treatments because with IVF, an egg is taken from the woman and fertilized by the doctors. Then the fertilized egg is placed back into the uterus in hopes to begin a pregnancy. But these treatments aren't always successful. So a fertilized egg may not take, which would mean that it's not a valid pregnancy. Now, I'm going to share something about myself that most of my friends don't even know about. And that is that I had a miscarriage when I was in my early 20s. I was in a really dark and shitty place in my life. I had been dealing with all of the drama and heartbreak of my mentally ill ex, who I've mentioned many times before on the podcast. And we were broken up at this point. So I was just going nuts. I was drinking all the time. I was spiraling. I was in phase one of my hoe phase. 
And one morning I woke up after a really, really rough night. I was super hungover. My place was a mess. The hangover guilt was setting in and I went to the bathroom because I just, something with my body didn't feel right. Like it wasn't like I was going to vomit or anything like that. I just felt off. So I finished going to the bathroom. I wiped and I saw blood, which wasn't alarming at the time because I've always had irregular periods my whole life and I spot in between periods. So I didn't really think anything of it. But when I got up and actually looked in the toilet, I saw something that was much bigger than a a random blood clot that I was used to getting. And I immediately flushed the toilet and went back to bed. Deep down, I knew it wasn't period related. And I remember the two seconds that I glanced into the toilet that I I just knew what it had to be. But I was young and I was extremely hungover and disappointed in myself. And so I just flushed the toilet and went back to bed and literally never told a single soul about it because I just wanted to forget about it and move on. Well, fast forward to probably three or four years later, one of my friends in college had this amazing psychic from her hometown in Peru. And we would talk to her here and there. And she actually brought up the miscarriage during one of our readings. And my friend who's doing the translations for me had no idea about this. So there was no way that this psychic could have known about this entire situation. So when my friend, you know, was translating for me, she was like, what the fuck? Like, when did this happen? And, you know, obviously the usual questions. And when the psychic said it, I was so stunned Because at that time, I had buried that moment and completely forgotten about the entire experience because I just didn't want to think about it. And I had not shared it with anyone. So she just kind of validated that, you know, after all these years that I had actually, you know, had a miscarriage. But to think that I could have been charged with murder of a baby that I wasn't even trying for is insane to me. You know, like I had no idea I was pregnant. I wasn't actively trying. My birth control obviously had failed because I was on the pill at that point. So to think that I could have potentially been criminalized, like if I had shared that with someone or had gone to a doctor to follow up about what happened or whatever, it's crazy. And look, I'm going to boil down this law for you and what I think the bigger picture is. These lawmakers are making everyone upset about their rights and religion and unborn babies and all of this bullshit. But the bigger picture is voting and the economy. That's what it boils down to. Because if bills like this are passed or continue to advance in various states across the nation where they're criminalizing things like miscarriages that literally aren't in anyone's control except God, if that's what you believe in then you will most likely have a felony on your record. And you know what you can't do if you have a felony on your record, depending on the state you live in? You can't vote, okay? That's the bottom line. That is the bigger picture. They're not talking about that because obviously they can't just take away our right to vote again. And I recently read that there are more women registered to vote than men. So do we really think that this is about some dumb fucking babies that don't exist yet? Absolutely not. That's definitely not what this is about. And isn't it ironic that this is all happening when the country is the most divided it's ever been and candidates are soon going to start announcing their presidential runs for the 2024 elections? Like, And it's funny how a lot of politicians were very much in agreement that wearing a mask during a pandemic was a personal choice. But now what a pregnant person does with her own body should be mandated by the government. Like, make it make sense. All they do is contradict themselves and... They're literally doing this for control, not because they care about babies and life. And look, I understand, too, that all of this is being led by the Republican Party. But if you think for a minute that the Democrats don't have blood on their hands, too, 
then you're living in a dream. All of these politicians, regardless of their party, their religious beliefs, whatever, are in this for themselves. They're not public servants. They're self-servants. Okay. They will throw their morals out the window or turn a blind eye if they see fit for their own benefit and motives, especially when I'm seeing headlines that senators are calling for a ban on condoms in all states and they want birth control to only be legal if you're married. You know, like this is this is crazy talk right now. I've also been hearing a lot of conversation about replacement level fertility, which is a study that's done to show how many babies per household are needed to be born in order to sustain the current economy. So the ideal number to sustain the current economy that we have in place now is 2.1 babies per household. And right now we are at 1.5. So this means as the population continues to age, there will not be as many workers to pay taxes to support the programs and benefits that the older generations are already paying into. So again, this isn't about Christian love for babies, okay? Because we all know that if those babies are a minority, gay, trans, disabled, or anything else other than probably white, then there isn't really a whole lot of love for them once they're here, you know? It's all just smoke and mirrors, to get a group up in arms to distract you from what's really going on. And I love when certain Christians say, how would you feel if your mom aborted you? Well, first of all, Janet, I wouldn't give a fuck because I wouldn't be floating around on this shitbox planet having this dumbass conversation with you. So that's one. Second, I honestly at this point wish I was fucking aborted because quite frankly, I've seen enough like this. I'm not impressed. I give this planet a zero out of 10. Like, get me the fuck off of it. Because like, this is not this is not what I signed up for. Another thing that I think is funny, specifically about the Louisiana bill, is that they're saying personhood starts with fertilization. So doesn't that technically mean that life begins at an erection and that male masturbation when it's not seeking an egg is a murder? Because without semen, there would be no baby. So why is that not a criminal offense? These lawmakers contradict themselves time and time again and make up shit as they go along to justify their shitty views and motives. Also, to all my single male listeners, if you're on dating apps and you're part of the current hookup culture that we see it today and you're not upset about this because you don't think that it directly applies to you, then you are very, very mistaken and you're in for a rude awakening if this actually gets overturned. I was on TikTok earlier and it seems like every other video is some type of opinion or information about the Roe versus Wade issue. And let me tell you, the women in these comments are scared and they are shutting down. Hookup culture, as you know it, is dead. Okay. I was reading through the comments on this one particular video talking about hookup culture and the women in the comments are terrified. Okay. They are deleting their dating apps. They are canceling first dates with men because they don't want guys to assume that they're getting laid afterwards. They're terrified of being sexually assaulted. They're talking about getting concealed carry weapons. They're becoming celibate or not having sex until they're in a serious relationship or married. They're only dating guys who have gotten vasectomies and so on and so on and so on. So again, if you're a single straight male listening to this and you think it doesn't affect you, you're wrong because it is going to completely affect the way that you are on dating apps as you know it. And to my female listeners, please educate and research everything when it comes to your bodies. I've seen a lot of questionable advice 
from women who aren't educated about plan B. And I want to clear some things up for you guys. So plan B is not an abortion pill. Okay. It's not plan B is meant to delay ovulation. So if you're already ovulating, then plan B is not going to work. Okay. So you need to know your cycle. You need to know how your body's working all of that stuff. You can get ovulation test kits at drugstores or on Amazon. So obviously if you're on the pill and you're taking the pill correctly, you should never be ovulating because that is the point of the pill. But if you're doing other methods, then it's very important that you know your ovulation schedule. Also, please know that with plan B, there are weight restrictions. Now this doesn't mean that it won't work, but it is less effective if you're over the weight limit that they have established on this medication. So please make sure that you're aware of that and you know that there's other emergency contraceptives out there. Ella is another brand that you can look into. There's a lot of other ones. So just make sure you do your research on them and understand how to take them properly and what it means for you if you're over a certain weight and all of that kind of stuff. Also, I've seen a lot of chatter about all the period tracking apps and how these companies are allowed to sell the data that they've compiled from all their users and their tracking information. So there's so many apps out there. I don't know how many, you know, how many different ones people use, especially if you are trying to have a baby and you're using, you know, different ovulation ones or whatever. But I would suggest looking into the fine print and terms of the apps that you have and I mean, do whatever you see fit, but I've read a lot of women are deleting them now because they don't want their information out there because the government is allegedly going to be buying this information and they don't want them to know about their personal period information. So if you are using an app and you want to delete it, I would suggest just getting a small planner, go old school, write everything down just so you can keep track of it or on your phone or whatever. But I would definitely use that as an option if you are scared about your information potentially being sold. Also, if you're considering looking into the egg freezing or sterilization routes, I would suggest you start talking with your doctor sooner rather than later because these options take consultations and time and recovery and all that kind of stuff. So I would try to get ahead of it if you can. I'm not saying that you have to do one or the other or whatever. Just just make sure you know your options and have some type of plan because for me, that's I'm I'm moving ahead with my tubal ligation because this is something that I've always wanted and I just don't want to risk it at this point to be at a position where a doctor then can say to me, "Well, you can't have it at all." You know, I'd rather just get it done sooner rather than later, but just know what your options are and do what feels right for you and your body, but just know that you might not have a say soon on what happens to your body. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap up this episode. Um, I hate that this had to be this episode. It just, it sucks. Um, Hopefully everything can kind of go back to normal soon, but it's, it's a scary time we're living in. So be careful out there, know your options and that's it. All right, guys, don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Dirty Blondes Pod. Click the link in my bio if you want to check out Bijou and Discreets. They are a woman-owned company that have a lot of amazing toys and products to enhance your sex life. Use the code DIRTY20 to get 20% off any Bijou and Discreets branded products. All right. Love you guys. See you next week. Bye. 